You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome to episode 165 of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Randy's uh, playing playing beach ball right now. Randy's on a beach. Uh, we got Dan Chillum from uh, Black Flags Matter. Uh, big Chillum with us here on the show. Dude, pleasure having you on. Sorry, sorry, I can't be on video. The whole camera is all, I don't know, it's all buggy today, but I'm glad to be here from the phone at least. But, but damn, oh, yeah. it's, not, it's, not, it's not episode 169 yet? God damn it. Not yet. No, we'll get there. Close Maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll have you back on for that one. I'm half gone over here, guys, already. Randy's in, Randy's fucking invisible. This show is already off to an insane start. Randy's <laughs> just going to be in and out. <laughs> green screens are amazing. Yeah. But, uh, but guys, uh, <laughs> I'm on a beach, man. This ain't a green screen. I'm on an island. I come down here every Memorial Day to this same island. A bunch of people show up, and the name of the island is how I want to poke you. How I want to poke you. <laughs> how I want to poke you. We're down here on this man. island of how I want to poke you right now. Not Randy you. bought why the island. Here. Wait, why is it that name? How I want to poke you. Why, though? Because there's a lot of poking going on down here. <laughs> okay. A lot of poking my going on. Ass. My guy <laughs> A whole <laughs> lot of poking well, going on. Here's the beautiful thing. Uh, everybody knows Garage Guys Fantasy Sports is brought to you by Drip Drop RS, best hydration in town. So if there's a lot of poking going on, you got to stay hydrated. So, Drip Drop RS was invented to treat dehydration in the most challenging circumstances. Uh, dehydration can have a profound effect on your health, mood, and performance. And Drip Drop is used by athletes, firefighters, military members, the garage guys. Randy's got his drip in his tumbler right now on the beach. He's staying got my hydrated. Drip drop. I've got my Drip Drop. <laughs> We're going to have to get Darian some Drip Drop. We're going to have to send him some so he can oh, stay yeah, hydrated. Exactly. Uh, when he when he's making all of his his videos on YouTube, I mean, I'm sure it gets tiring because I I know when you're sitting there working with Pro Tools for hours and everything else, you just you get exhausted, you want to die. You drink Drip Drop, and it's all good, and everything changes. So you can get some right now by going to DripDrop.com and use promo code GarageGuys20 at checkout. Uh, the show is also brought to you by Rotoballers Premium NASCAR Content. If you get over to rotoballer.com right now, use promo code GARAGE, save 10%. Uh, you're going to get uh, information regarding these races coming out uh, every week from myself, Drew Dean doing premium rankings, Sean Engel, Scott Engel, Justin Carter uh, doing news updates in Xfinity and truck racing. So we got a little bit of something for everyone to help you dominate in DFS and in sports betting. So get over to rotoballer.com today, promo code GARAGE. That's all for the ads. Welcome. All right. So we've already, we're already off to a hot start with the intros. Uh, oh, Randy's falling asleep. I fell asleep. We just, we, just, we just paid the bills, and, and Randy's sleeping. I'm just blown away. You guys have sponsors on the show. We never <laughs> have sponsors, our sponsors on, on our podcast. I'm like, damn, we need to we – uh, definitely uh, need to uh, step our game up for sure. We, we need, we're going to have our people get with your people and your people can get with yeah, our people and then we'll tell it. them to get with our people on another day and then they'll get with us and yeah, then we'll make it sure. happen. Let's network. That's what <laughs> yeah, we'll do. Let me show <laughs> you how drip drop really works. Do you want to know how it really works? Watch. Yes, let's see it. Watch, I get dehydrated. Watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I get dehydrated. 
See? Oh. He filled his body. It went invisible. I'm going to drink some drip drop and watch what's going to happen. Completely hydrated. Bam. Yeah, he's back. Like that. <laughs> he was gone and now he's back. It's, it's good power stuff, of the green screen, man. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh let's talk about this race, guys. Uh, just dive right into it. The Coca Cola Six Hundred. I've been on Twitter all day. We've had uh, you know we've had about twenty four hours to digest everything that went down. So many people. That the biggest thing to start off with is the fact that Jeff Gluck puts out a tweet every week about was it a good race, and the results are in, and Twitter does not think it was a good race. And I have my thoughts on this. I want to get Randy's, and I also want to get Darian's, but. My thoughts on this are that there's a huge influx of new fans coming into this sport. And after what we saw Wednesday night at Darlington, the drama between Elliott and Bush, um, just the racing, the domination of Clint Boyer. A lot of, uh, a lot of fans have come through through the Barstool Network, so they hear Boyer all the time. Seeing him dominate like that was exciting for a lot of their listeners. Um, and then actually getting to watch uh, Eric Jones be competitive as he was and then to see Chase Elliott run um, during those last you know couple of laps when when he was getting down and he was riding the banking and just the way that he was racing it was some really exciting stuff and then when you go to the Coca-Cola 600 it's a longer race Um, you know you're sitting in front of the TV for hours and it really is for a more tuned in dialed in NASCAR fan I feel like so I think a lot of the influx of the new people um, probably weren't expecting it to be that. They were expecting a little more excitement, maybe a little more controversy. Not really sure, but that's just kind of my thoughts on it. What are you guys thinking? What are you thinking, Randy, on the beach? Well, I can tell you this. The race was kind of boring, okay? Randy himself. And, and, and the, co- the 600, okay, mile and a half tracks in general. Okay, you can pretty much put them all in the same group. They don't produce a whole hell of a lot of excitement week in and week out. You got to take it as you get it. But what we needed last night was we needed Chase Elliott to take Kyle Busch out in that race. That's what we needed. That's what NASCAR fans needed. Okay, if that would have happened, everybody would be singing a different tune like, Oh, it was a damn good race. It was the best race we ever Chase Elliott's the Kyle's bush ass in the wall, and no one made the call. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like it's a fucking theme song. <laughs> wow! Yeah. If, if that would have wow. happened last night, everybody would be chirping a whole different tune. The birds would be in the forest, all fucking each other right now because they'd all be horny as hell from hearing all the birds fucking chirp. You see what I'm saying? But I'm trying to tell you something you ain't listening. The race was boring, okay? And that's what I'm trying to tell you, so listen. All right, Darian. That was the worst Coke 600 I've ever seen in my life. And I've never really been into it much. Um, To be honest, I don't know. Like, the Coke 600 just being, like, the standalone event was really bizarre just because, you know, it's always on the day, the greatest day in motorsports. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so used to getting up on that day watch Monaco and then the Indy 500 so I've really are so I've I've all all so I've already got my racing fix um like and it's not even evening yet so it's already an an awesome day but like as far as the Coke 600 I don't know I just I know it's there because of tradition but personally I've just never fully embraced it or really gotten into it 
um, just from the racing perspective. I mean, obviously the, you know, the patriotism, the pageantry of, you know, that alone is, you know, amazing and they do a great job going all out for that. But I don't know, just the racing product, like, if I have to pick one that I really like, it, it was the 2005 one, uh, simply because that one had like 22 cautions. But like outside of that, and then the 2011 one, I, I don't know. It's just it, it's it's all it's a very forgettable race to me. Um, just you know, from my personal experience. Yeah, and I, I mean, and that that's the opinion of a lot of people. So I mean, for me, for me, it's like any any race day. I'm excited. I'm ready to watch some racing, and I'm uh, I, I've kind of looked at the 600 where it's like, it's more of like a respect for the l- amount of uh, patience for that race for those drivers, and just the fact that you're in a car that is you know over 100 degrees. And you're running around that track for as long as you are. So it's just like, it's kind of like an eye opener for the amount of stress that these drivers are under to be able to perform the way they perform in such a long race. So I guess kind of out of that respect, I, I, I try to like find a little bit of like oomph to it. But I mean, let's be honest, like people that watch this sport and people that enjoy it, um, you know, as a fans, like they want to see action. And it's just one of those races where you're not going to get much of that. So um, there, there's a couple of times it will, a couple of times it won't. But um, some some interesting things that happen here. I got I got to go ahead and start off uh, before we get too deep into the actual storyline of the race and just kind of highlight some of the guys that um, that did really well in this race. Obviously, Eric Amarola, if you played him in DFS, um, just placed differential points alone, 24 points um, going on DraftKings. So he finished the race with, with 28. And um, he was just a huge value for that race. Um, Jimmy Johnson, and we'll have a lot to talk about him. Uh, DraftKings did not change the points up for him, so he still finished. Uh, he still finished out pretty well, and he was in a few of the top lineups that were out there. But I know that the big guys that that com- compiled up the uh, the actual winning lineup, it had more to do with like uh, Bowman, Truex, Blaney some Cole Custer, some of those guys. Um, and there was a couple other ones that I'm probably leaving out, but it's, uh, it was, it was a little bit different and a lot of things didn't happen the way we predicted them to happen because I know people that were up really big, like in the money because of Chase Elliott. And then what happened mm. to him in the pit stop <laughs> that completely mm. fucked the race. And it fucked a lot of people's fantasy lineups as well. So, um, you know, I had, I had some action on him as well. Uh, before race, pre-race, I, I put a couple of tickets in, uh, some live bets, and it sucks because no one, no one thought Brad was going to be able to pull this out. I mean, he dropped to the rear of the field um, in the beginning of the race, so I was off him completely because he was still going to be scored from ninth, going all the way back to fortieth. I don't want no part of that in my lineups. Like that's you, you don't know what's going to yeah. happen. And Penske, that's risky. Yeah, it's a toss-up. So, um, but yeah, it sucks. You're you're going to have some bad races when it comes to the money, and you know we'll we'll get back on the grind for Wednesday for sure. But uh, we started out with the rain delay, so we had to wait patiently again. It's already a long enough race as it is. At least it didn't run into, like, 2 o'clock in the morning like Darlington did last year. But right. uh, but I can definitely tell that Twitter slowed down heavy around 10 o'clock, so people were, were falling asleep, um, no doubt about it. But the rain delay happened, and um, the first kind of big major thing that happened in this race that was, uh, that was of some surprise was Clint Boyer doing what Clint Boyer does best – Clint Splosion. Blew up. Blowing up. Blew up. He blew up, man. <laughs> blew up real bad. Uh, I know Randy Randy had his video. What was what what do you think? What does Clint need to do? Like what kind of juju is put on him? How can we reverse this luck for Boyer? Well, 
I need to apologize to Clint. I was pretty hard on him last night in that video. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he watches this episode because I, you know, I just call it like it is and, and I ain't trying to, you know, say someone's an asshole, but every now and then I have to, I have to just spit it out because they do asshole shit on the track. And, uh, but I ain't got nothing against none of them. But yeah, I should. No, I like that. I like that. Tell it, tell it, tell it, tell it like it is, Randy. I like it. That's I it. was hard on his ass last night. <laughs> Wait, it was a tough stuff. hit. But I'm not gonna lie. Like it, it's just it's funny. But Randy, there you go, disappearing again, man. Keep hydrating, man. Keep hydrating. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I get dehydrated. I get super thin. Seven <laughs> figure. Um, but but you know, with Clint, like the one thing is, is that for me, I had money on Truex. Um, when we're looking at the money on Truex that I had winning stage one, I was like, okay, we're good. He was going to catch Bowman. Like there was no doubt about it. And, and my God, Bowman is just like week to week. He's just showing that like, he has really improved his skill set. Like he is getting the most out of that car with Hendrick. Um, he's keeping it up front. So that's always exciting to see, but Truex was going to catch him and I was going to, I was going to win some money. So I was like, Clint, I was like, I'll see you at the sports book. You owe me a check, you know? And, like, because he wrecked, and that screwed everything up there. They had to finish the stage under caution. It sucked. But to his credit, he took a very hard hit. A lot of people don't, won't see it that mm-hmm. way. But, like, when you hit that side of the car, like, how firm that part of the car is, like, that's a jar. You know what I mean? Like, Even that's with the safer barriers, it's still really hard. It's still yes. hard. So he's a trooper for that. He definitely deserved all the, uh, the beers that he went and slammed after that race, for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's what Clint does best, man. But. Yeah, Truex, uh, he wasn't able to, to, to finish that out, which kind of sucks. But, and he didn't have the race I thought he would. Beach ball. Look out, squirrel. Yeah, just, if, if people, people out here playing with the beach balls and stuff, and they, they keep putting their balls on me. So. I just oh, imagine, oh. hey, don't put your balls on me again. <laughs> I just imagine them just sitting out there, like all these people walking around, and they're just seeing this, this guy just sitting on the beach, and they're throwing beach balls at him with a microphone. Yeah, randomly. and it's a new How beach. long is the extension cord? That's the real question. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's long. I got a generator going, and we got solar power too. But it's a nude beach. No, nobody's got any clothes on here except for me. That explains why you keep uh, disappearing because you're you have green yeah. screen clothes on. That's what's yeah, happening. Right. <laughs> we got rules out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Big facts. Um, whenever uh, MTJ pulled that out, though, the stage ends. Um, we start seeing some of these drivers heat up now. I know uh, we, we saw a couple of lead changes going through after some of the stops. And then, of course, you know, we saw Jimmy running really well. Jimmy Johnson was doing good. And, um, and then we had uh, Matt, Matt DiBenedetto, or as Randy likes to say, Matt, Matt DiBenedetto. DiBenedetto, that's how it's pronounced. DiBenedetto. You know, I've also heard, I've, I've also heard, I've also heard uh, Diamond DiBurrito, Diamond DiBenedetto. Like, I've heard all of them. <laughs> DiBurrito. That's, one, right? That's the one you wear for Taco Tuesday. We'll I even heard Diamond de, Diamond D Benedetto. <laughs> Diamond <laughs> Benedetto. I don't know. Just all Benedetto. Benedetto. I think he has simple. like the only he has like the only Italian name in NASCAR. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, for sure. That's a big that's a big deal for him. So when the moon hits, he's your the longest he's last name in NASCAR, doesn't he? He's uh, the longest last name in NASCAR. Got to right? be the longest one in history. Yeah, yeah. like twenty seven letters. <laughs> he's like a letter he's like a letter plus from Keselowski so yeah he's uh he's mm. winning that race big time but we saw him take the lead right. a little bit um and then Chase Elliott just having that amazing run 
going into the end. And then William Byron, of all people, his teammate, pulling the, uh, the J.R. Smith of LeBron in the playoffs, like straight pulling that out, and goes under caution. Chase comes into pit. Now, here's the argument a lot of people can make. You can either blame it on Byron, or you can blame it on, on Allen, his crew chief. So it's like, where do we look? Like, whose fault is it really? That's the question. Oh, no, it's Byron's. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Byron's fault if you want to really look at it. I mean, we're going to really – I mean, personally, I don't think you should be blaming anyone, but if you want to point blame at somebody, you got to point it at Byron. I mean, like, I mean, like he probably felt that, you know, flat coming on very soon. Um, you know, probably should have just maybe pulled it off to the side, immediately slowed it down. But, I mean, I understand him trying to ride it out. He's trying to get a good finish too. But, unfortunately, it didn't work out. But, I mean, what, I mean, what the hell is Alan Gustafson, you know, supposed to do, like, in that situation? Like, here's the thing. Like, I know clean air is king, you know. But, you know, in these final two laps, you know, like, you know, where um, uh, the cars are, 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 you know, really close on the restarts. I mean, tires could come in, you know, they could be, a, you know, they could come into a much bigger role than, you know, they did throughout the whole race. So, he goes down to pit, but then no, but then, you know, most of the field doesn't pit. And I mean, it's just one of those situations where, you know, if he stays out, they all pit, but then, you know, um, if he pits, they all stay out. And that's exactly what happened. But I mean, he still finished third. So it's still a good, he finished second. Today. Oh, actually, yeah, second yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. We haven't got to that now. story yet. Yeah. He finished <laughs> second now. So, I mean, people are forgetting it's still a good points day, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things though, in this era, I mean, you got to get a win to lock yourself in the playoffs. And, I mean, like, you never know when the season might slip, so it's always good to have that win in your back pocket. You know, they'll already have yourself locked in. So, for him, you know, the sooner the better. But I also got to say, you know, like NASCAR, they, they really did their best trying to hype the whole, you know, so-called Kyle Busch-Chase Elliott, you know, Chase Elliott rivalry. But, like, after the race, he just, you know, dabs them up. And it's like, yeah, good race. And, you know, here you could have done this better and, you know, just moved on. But, I mean, I'm quite sure Chase Elliott will eventually pay him back down the road and Kyle Busch knows this it's coming I, I have a really strong feeling it's going to be Bristol uh is where he's oh, yeah. and that's one of Kyle's favorite tracks best tracks he runs at this? Bristol last lap turn one there you go yeah, yeah that's out. it there you go that's, that's it. perfect that'd be the perfect ending <laughs> no that's day. the one yeah he, it, they shouldn't have come in and pitted in my opinion okay the caution was not Chase Elliott's fault, but I think that him, them coming in and pitting was dumb. Yeah, and, and the way that I look at it is, is this. Like, I understand that, like, you know, they, they know the repercussions. This is the Coca-Cola 600. This is a huge race. This is one of the biggest races. I mean, Keselowski said it himself when he won it. He'd never won a 600, so I'm hyped for him. Um, that adds to his resume. Me and Randy were talking about that a lot last night, about how this is going to help him you know, going forward into this contract year. But th this was an opportunity for Chase Elliott to win the 600. Now, either way it goes, you can make the argument, okay, you know, well, they were still under caution. Who's to say that, you know, Elliott wasn't going to get the best grip coming off and then, you know, would have happened. So at that point, to, to your point, Darian, like, yeah, we'll say Byron was the, the main factor of what all this was because there was still a what if at the end of that tunnel. Um, like, like how, how big was Chase Elliott's lead? Like what? Four seconds? Something like yeah, that. Like he had it, it in big. the bag. And then, and also keep in mind his dad, Bill Elliott had never won 
the Coca-Cola 600. So this would have been Chase Elliott's own thing. You know what I mean? Like, I understand, you know, he has to carry on, you know, the family tradition, the family, you know, uh, uh, you know, the family's racing legacy. But this could have been his own thing for himself. And, you know, he got screwed out of it. But I mean, like, I, I would like to say I'm I'm very surprised, but I'm honestly not because it's Chase Elliott. I mean, just and right now cursed. at this stage in this, I mean, yeah, Hendrick's cursed right now too. But like, they have the speed though; it's crazy. They just can't get the finishes. But like, once they get the finishes, oh my goodness, people like people love to see the mighty fall. And when Hendrick Motorsports fell off, they were kind of glad to see it at first. But then, you know, when they were really struggling, they were like, oh my goodness, we need to see them win again. So once they start winning again, then you're going to see people hating on them again. And that's going to happen probably a lot sooner than what most people expect. Yeah. Yeah. See, before this season started, I had every year I pick out, I pick a driver who's going to be the breakout driver of the year. And I'm usually right. And this year I picked Chase Elliott and Alex Bowman in January. I said, this is going to be their breakout year. And that hadn't went so good so far for Chase Elliott. But yeah, I mean, he's still running really well. And like I said, that Darlington run, because like I've been making the argument, and you know this, Randy, Darian, you might not have heard this yet, but I was making the argument, you know, a week or two weeks ago about how if Chase doesn't, you know, get a grip on some things, Alex is going to easily overtake as like the Dom driver at Hendrick because of how well he's been doing. And after watching Chase run at Darlington that Wednesday night, seeing that skill set show at one of the toughest tracks, that's when I kind of realized like as much as I want to say whatever the hell I want to say about Hendrick and about Chase, he still has it. You know, he still has it and he still has something special when he's behind that wheel, he puts in the time he's put in the work his entire life. That craft is there. And it's just like, we just don't get to see it as much, but now it looks like they're trying to, you know, they got to take what they're getting from Bowman. They got to take what they can get from Byron. They got to put all that together and they've got to find that strategy to, to propel him to the top. Because if NASCAR is NASCAR is basically counting on him as like their poster boy pretty much. And that's what he's been mm-hmm. since he's been in, you know, racing. So, you know, the sport has to have one of those guys. And, the rivalry thing with him and Kyle, you know, just seeing Kyle come up to him after the race. Fans want that. Shit, I want that. Like, I, I want to see. I love it. Yeah, yeah I want to yeah, see like two guys. I need at least two guys that are good to feud. Because, like, like I said, that man right behind me in this picture and Jeff Gordon, they figured that shit out and they knew what to do. And, and, and even though fans knew back in the 90s that, like, they, they were doing this, like, you know, as a marketing thing. You yeah, still respect it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you still respect it. I tell you what's crazy back in the the, the mid nineties, which uh, I mean, I, I haven't missed a race and I couldn't tell you how long. I don't even know. But back in the mid nineties, Earnhardt was so good that he had two bitter rivalries going. He had one with Terry Labonte and one with Jeff Gordon all at the same damn time. <laughs> and that's what's crazy. Is that all went on at the same time? And that was wild. That was wild, dude. And RCR, especially when we went to Bristol. Hendrick. Especially Bristol. When we saw Bristol on the schedule and it was the mid-90s, you knew shit was fixing to get real, son. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, – I've, I've watched a lot of highlights. And like I said, the first race I went to was, was 1997. So I got to see – at Talladega, I got to see Gordon – and Earnhardt run. Damn, Dale bro. I was born race. in 97. Jeez. Yeah. Bro. I was, I was five. Have... I was about five years old oh when we went. So, oh, my um, goodness. 
yeah, I it's first just, race I went to was maybe like 1980. Oh my goodness! What what track? Talladega. Bristol? Oh, Talladega. Oh, okay, okay. Now, Talladega's family reunion for us. Oh. <laughs> yeah, 250,000 family members show up. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Darian, you got to get out to Dega, man. I, I, I don't know if I, if I want we, to, I, want I don't to. know if we've ran into each other yet at a race. I was at the 500 in January. Um, uh, you know, you probably, you probably, uh, we probably walked by each other. I was like super busy all weekend. I was just running yeah, around, like, just same. making content, just networking all, you know, all, all that stuff. You know how it is. Oh, it's a grind, man. Yeah. I, uh, I know that there was a good bit of the, the NASCAR YouTubers that were hanging around Ryan Vargas and me and him have, uh, have worked together a little bit, done some stuff. So. Oh I, yeah. No, Vargas, that's our boy, man. He's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in our group chats and stuff like that. I mean, he's like, um, basically like, I mean, he's been doing his thing on YouTube with like the nuggy reviews and all that stuff. I mean, obviously he's taking <laughs> a bit of a break cause like nothing's happened so far, but like, I mean, like once, uh, things get back to normalcy, then like, he's going to be uh, on the grind on, on YouTube, man. And also he's making some, some things happen for Xfinity, man. I'm telling you, he's going to be a star. I think he's going to yeah. be a really good driver. He's definitely going to put the work in, man. Um, I, I know that he's, he's got the determination down pat, but yeah, I, I remember when he was on the show, we were talking about the nuggy review thing before the season started. And I'm like, you need to, you to make something happen with that. So he's, he's trying to get back. I need to get on that show. I need to get on that show sometime, man. I would love to be on there. I know. He doesn't like Chick-fil-A nuggets. So I told him that he's going to be cursed for the rest of his life now. So I've never had had Chick-fil-A nuggets personally ever. I just always get them. They're really good. Yeah. That's what I figured. What's wrong with them? They're little pieces of chicken. Yeah, exactly. This is a little, I like them. They're I love them. They're little pieces of real chicken. They oh, real chicken. chicken where you don't even know what the fuck's mixed in there. She kind of shit. You know Wait, what I'm is saying? That, is that McDonald's or is that Burger King? That's a bunch. That's a Burger bunch. Of, you don't got a fucking clue. I've been in the one one time and there was a damn bone in that son of a bitch. Look, I'm going to put it to you this way. If you can, if you can get 10 nuggets for 99 cents, there is a problem. Remember that. Just let just me tell you back down. in the day, love- back in the, back in the day, back in first grade, we had a local Wendy's down here. And uh, there was a finger in the chili, so I've seen it all. <laughs> oh my god! It was a man. big story. It was a big story. That's, a big that's story crazy. <laughs> that's insane. But yeah, I don't know how that happened. But but Brad Brad Keselowski, getting back to this race, Brad Keselowski wins this race. This is big for him. Um, are we still? I mean, everybody's pretty much got to be on the same page. We're still thinking that he's going to end up at Hendrick in that forty-eight car next season. I mean, uh, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I, I, you know, I, I, saw, I uh, saw this on Twitter today, and this was from, you know, motorsport.com. They're a pretty reliable source, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, they had said, well, you know, for um, up until the whole pandemic started, uh, you know, the whole rumor was, oh, okay, then Kozlowski is definitely going to be uh, in the 48 for sure. But, you know, with the, all the recent changes and whatnot, I mean, Hendrick's kind of rethinking the situation. and maybe the best route for them um, that they're considering is going with a young prospect. Now, the typical, now probably um, the obvious, uh, the most obvious choice is uh, Noah Gregson, but in the, but in the, uh, in the motorsport.com article, they had mentioned, you know, guys such as Christopher Bell, Eric Jones, they're only in one year deals. So I mean, and, and also, you know, Toyota, they have, you know, an abundance of talent in the pipeline. And it's argued that, you know, their pipeline is really overcrowded, uh, very, uh, very overcrowded at, uh, at the moment. So my question is, is that, you know, 
does Keselowski really go to the 48 or does a young guy go in there? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. I'm fixing to step in this shit. I hope y'all smell it. Okay. (laughs) Because I hope you can smell what I'm stepping in. Keselowski has to go to the 48 car. There's no if, and, or but. It's not an option. There's no other way this can happen type of deal. The deal's already in the works. Trust me on this. The checks are being written as we speak. Okay. As we speak. Keselowski has to go to the 48 because there's a fact. Here's a fact. Simple fact. I've said it a hundred times. When Jimmy Johnson hangs it up this year, if Chase Elliott, if if the 24, 88, or 9 don't win a championship, then Hendrick Motorsports without, is without a championship veteran driver. And that ain't going to happen. Rick Hendrick is not going to allow that to happen. That has not uh-huh. happened since Terry Labonte joined Hendrick Motorsports way back in the early 90s. Okay. That's a good point. They cannot point survive with without a championship driver in your stable. Look at the race teams that don't have a championship driver. Okay. RCR does not have a championship driver, do they? Well, Tyler Reddick could be a championship driver. Yeah. Right As it won a he cup championship. Be. Okay. No, we're talk- no. We're yeah. talking about yeah. facts here. Okay. Right. You got Hendrick Motorsports with seven current championships. How many does Gibbs have current two? Current drivers? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, Now Chip Ganassi has two championship drivers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now let's think about how this might work out and to their advantage. But, but look, if Keselowski does not go to Hendrick Motorsports, I am going to think Hendrick Motorsports personnel is the biggest bunch of boneheads on the planet right now because you leave yourself without that veteran to give that awesome veteran championship mentality feedback yeah see like i I mean you can also make the argument that i mean who you know like sure these drivers i mean i um excuse me sure these teams um you know have these uh championship uh you know drivers but i mean when you really look at it i mean what have they done for 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 them lately you know what i'm saying like keselowski yes he you know um he just won last night but has he really been a championship contender, you know, recently? Not really. And then Johnson, like, he's kind of moving in that direction. But, I mean, like you said, he's he's retiring. Really the only teams that are, you know, that are uh, currently with uh, championship uh, caliber drivers uh, to me right now that are former champions, uh, Kyle Busch and, um, and um, Martin Truex Jr. right now over at Joe Gibbs Racing and Joey Logano, of course, uh, with Penske. Uh, but uh, the uh, the point I I I'm trying to make is is that I don't know. To me, um, it doesn't matter if you've um, you know won a championship or not, because to me, like talent is always gonna you know rise you know rise to the top no matter what. So I feel like in their best interest for Hendrick Motorsports, I would really like to see them go with a young prospect. But I don't know, like it. If you have the chance to get, you know, Eric Jones or Christopher Bell, just snub them out of their deal, you know, after their one-year deal is up, then I'd say go for it rather than going for uh, the old glory and Brad Yeah, yeah. And I, I gotta add, I gotta add to this too, because like I, your your take on Noah Gregson coming in, like you know, we we've seen he won the 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 race at the Daytona back in January. We yes, got to be a part yes, of that. he did, so that was, and he's been running a lot better too. 
recently. Yeah, yeah. We I did a uh, I did a little thing on him the other day, or I was just being goofy with him or whatever. But I didn't really know a lot about Noah, and um, I started doing a little bit more research on him and looking at him. But your your theory is is good because you look at other sports. You, you know, you see a lot of teams they they rebuild. You know, they're bringing in a lot of young guys. The, these teams that have had these star players, you know, they they they're trained a certain way. The game changes, and then they don't want to get out of the way that. They, they don't want to conform to what the game is now. You get new mm-hmm. guys, and you're able to mold them, train them, move them forward, and then that can create uh, championship stuff down the road. So I can see both sides of this um, with him. But I will say, R- Randy did say, and he's told me before he said on the podcast before, with Rick Hendrick saying, if he, he's never going to let Keselowski get too far out of his sights. That's what he said when he signed yeah. with Penske. He said, I'll never let him get too far away. And this is the time he was talking about. I'm telling you, I've been telling y'all something. You ain't listening. It's pretty, Anyone I mean, it's a predictable move. It's a perfect time. I mean, it's the most perfect time for him to sign. I mean, Does Miller Lite stay? That's I, the question now. Miller Lite supposedly um, ran their last race. Yeah, here's your here's your big question. How long has Kozlowski been a non-championship contender at Penske? Would you say three years? Um, I'd say well, well, the last time he made the final four came in what 2017, so uh, 2018 to three. now. So yeah, two years, basically been, two years. Let me tell you what he's been done at Penske for three years. That's what I'm mm. trying to tell everybody. It, it's it's the way these race teams work, and it's just it's it's human nature. Joey Logano popped up, won a championship, so now mm-hmm. Joey Logano is a squeaky wheel. He's going to get all yeah. the grease from Penske. He's the new okay. star. And then you also, have, uh, you also have Ryan Blaney, too, who yeah, almost won the first two races of the season. And there's like, the new young gun. You know what good. I'm saying? They got the new mm-hmm. young gun, and he's going to start overshadowing Joey Logano at some point, and then Joey Logano is going to leave Penske, and then, and then Blaney's going to be the head man at Penske for years. This is time the- after see- time. Yeah, this is – also- and then I and then I also see Austin Cindric taking over the two, just because you know his family ties to Penske Racing already, and you know he he already has the funding, so right, I can yeah. see him just you know stepping in. That's a that's a very sim- simple call right there to make um, with him going yeah. to the two car. So I do like that one as well. But yeah, Miller Lite pulling away. Uh, Miller Lite leaving NASCAR doesn't seem right. Like I don't drink at all, but I will be the first person to sit here and tell you that. Miller Lite and NASCAR go hand in hand. Like you, like that's just—it's a predominant sponsor. And like Miller Lite needs to step their shit up. I'm gonna put it put it plain and simple. I checked out Twitter yesterday. Okay, last night Brad Keselowski wins one of the biggest races in NASCAR. It's the last race that Miller Lite is gonna be on a car for this year. And the last time they tweeted was four days ago. I don't care what kind of company mm-hmm. you are or whatever. That's like the biggest slap in the face. That basically just tells me like, fuck this, we're out. Like, don't yeah, have anything so, to do. So basically, so basically um, the whole reality of the situation is that um, Miller Lite is moving on from racing. They've been in racing for, what, 30-plus years now. They've Long had time. iconic moments, iconic schemes. Like, I mean, they, you know, ran their course in the sport, and I guess, you know, now – they just want to move on. And what I mean by that is I was watching SportsCenter right after the race. At the very end of the show, you know, they had the, uh, the little uh, sponsor segment. And, and it was, I kid you not, it was called the, the Miller Lite uh, SportsCenter highlight of, of the day. Something like that. Something to the effect of that. And I was fully expecting them to highlight, you know, their last race in, uh, in, in, in NASCAR ever, possibly. 
and you know and uh, you know highlight Kazowski's victory. But no, they just talk about you know the whole um, the, the golf match you know from that day uh, right. between Brady and Manning. It's the hot topic. Uh, um, so basically, what that told me is that is that you know like they want to you know go with like you know the the trendy stuff right now. I I guess you know um, when they came in into the sport, the sport was like really really mainstream. But like you know times have changed, and you know and. I'm fully expecting, you know, older sponsors like that to, you know, eventually leave, you know, from time to time, you know, not the majority, but, you know, you will have that. So I, 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 I don't know. I, um, I, I just, we need to get Jewel on a card, however. Yes, Jules. we do. Jewel sponsor. I just encourage the fans though. <laughs> I just encourage the fans though. Don't hate on a sponsor that leaves, like just, you know, bank them. I mean, I don't get that. It's like it's like, oh, Lowe's is leaving Johnson. Let's hate him now. It's like, no, dude, they were on there for years. Like, you know, embrace them. You yeah. know, like they were, they were them putting money into the sport. Exactly. Yeah, they put a ton in there. Miller Lite has too. I don't think Miller Lite's leaving the sport. I just think they're going to restructure how they do things. It's. Uh, I, I think they're out. I think they're. I think they're done. Um, but this <laughs> is a this is a prime You're time sponsoring because- a driver or. I think I think that they're like they're they're done for at least a few years. Like I think it's gonna take it's gonna take the sport having a huge resurgence for some of these guys to come back. Because let's be real, like right now the goal the goal for all of us and and kind of sliding uh, away from the race and getting more into you know you Darian and what you do, the goal for all of us here you know we're yeah. we're, we're streaming you know we do this podcast we're on YouTube. Um, we've become predominantly more NASCAR based with garage guys. And I mean, what you do, you know, with your videos online, our, our goal collectively is to put NASCAR back to a point to where it was in years past. And that's what yeah. we all want to see. We want to bring in a new generation of fan. We want to bring in, um, you know, some new life to it. We want to breathe it in. And that's going to take a lot of, uh, uh, conform conforming like it, you're gonna have to restructure how the sport you know culture is and it, and that's our job and that's that's what our job is you know um and that's that's what we're we're here to do because if no one else is going to do it if the sport's not going to do it because they've kind of made it very clear that they they're just kind of coasting and they like things the way they are so it's our job to to do this and bring this in and and that's what we're going to do we're going to find a way there's no plan b we're going to make it happen eventually and when that does you're going to start seeing some of these guys like Miller Light and Budweiser and all these other big sponsors that have been a key players in the past and then some new ones as well. It's just going to be um, how things evolve. And I know that we're going to see more of that coming into like 2023 mm-hmm. when we get the new car. <laughs> we can right. only hope. Yeah. Big time. But mm-hmm. moving in, yeah, moving hopefully. into you, Darian, um, you know, you, you had a channel on YouTube, uh, black flags matter. I've got to check out a good bit of your videos and for anyone that's uh, listening to, uh, to us right now that have never heard of Darian or black flags matter, get over to YouTube and be sure to subscribe to his channel guys putting out killer content. But you know, with us being in the times we're in right now, the, the hot topic is uh, NASCAR racing 2003. It was iRacing, racing, the pro invitational, all that happened. Um, and with NASCAR racing 2003, you're having a lot of videos out right now. Um, about that game you care to tell us a little bit about how you got into it and why is this becoming the most popular thing on the internet right now aside from iRacing and then of course I feel like NASCAR Heat probably finishes last just because of some of the features but uh what's really special about NASCAR Racing 03? Well I just, well, 
Well, I just think it's really underappreciated. Um, the community has been around for two decades now. And, you know, like this game has been updated since uh, 2003, 2004, you know, when it first came out. And, you know, it's, it's crazy how this community just, you know, keeps growing and growing with the new mods, the paint schemes, the tracks. And it's insane. It's so realistic to a T and like all of the work that's involved. It's, it's crazy. I mean, I grew up watching NR2003 content when I was like in third grade, when I first discovered, you know, YouTube was a thing. I had no idea what this game is. So basically throughout my whole life, up until like a few weeks ago, I never played NR2003. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've, I've always wanted to play this game, but like I never knew how to download it. But then Cody H Gaming helped me download it. And once I got the hang of it, I'm like, okay, this is nice. This is like my new thing now. Because, I mean, I'll be honest with you, like, um, um, you know, I got nothing but love for NASCAR Heat and 704 and, you know, the people and, the you know, the people over there because they are improving. You know, each game has gotten better. But, you know, my childhood is, um, you know, stuck on, you know, the Thunder games because that's that's the gold standard when it comes to, um console gaming for nascar that's the gold yeah. standard and it should always be the gold standard but and and the fact that we haven't came close to that standard since i want to say um you know nascar 06 total team control is really when everything started going downhill uh for nascar gaming on the consoles um we just have not arrived to that point yet and it, you know the fans are frustrated and you know i'm frustrated so it's like now I'm looking for other ways to kind of get my gaming fix. And now NR 2003 is that because you, it's, it's your, it's your own little world. You get to race whatever mod you want, what year you want, what, you know, whatever era track, you know, like whatever paint scheme. I mean, you can even create your own stuff and put it in the game. You know See, what I mean? Like you can awesome race fantasy it. tracks. And you know that's you know that's the Pepsi the Pepsi amazing. Stadium. You got to tell like oh dude, so, Noah's sweet dude. Randy, that's have you seen that. this? Have you seen any of this online? No. Okay, so literally like the the graphics and the things that they did. This is a video game from 2003 that literally can be modernized because like you can it's fully customizable. Like Randy's got iRacing by the way, so we've got mm. some stuff coming out. Yes, with that. I do. <laughs> we're uh we're working on the rig right now it's gonna be spectacular oh my goodness can't wait oh um, it's going to be unbelievable is what it's gonna be <laughs> yeah we uh we do garage guys racing uh we got kenny and kyle lowry uh they they run in the erska racing series so uh so we 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 fully support them they're off uh on monday oh so, i'm sponsoring one of their races that's right yeah, yeah shout out to them man. sweet yeah, yeah shout out to Urska. the vegas race the vegas race and it's next month i believe yeah if I'm not mistaken. yeah Dude, Johnny, uh, Johnny started that league, man. He's a hell of a guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Shout out to him, man. Yeah, big, big in the community for sure. But, um, but yeah, the, the Pepsi Stadium, I saw that on Newest Sweets account as well. And then I saw you did a video about that. Um, mm -hmm. So that was some interesting stuff. And then I watched one today, too, that I'm, I'm a huge fan of this. So, like, I, I'm a big Nintendo 64 kid. So that's what I played growing up. And, like, I literally just got a 64. I got NASCAR 2000. It's got Terry Labonte and Dale Earnhardt on the cover of the cartridge. Um, I played it the other night. The graphics are terrible. The most horrible <laughs> graphics in the world. But I'll still sit there and play it for hours and run Dega. Um, I was a big NFL Blitz kid as well. So I, I still play that. Oh, dude, that game would always piss me off because the guys would always fumble. I'm Body like, slam. oh, my goodness. Like, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can never get away with them. But not. Nah, 
Speaking of old games, I was just playing last week during quarantine some NASCAR 98 on the PS2. I have a PS1 memory card, so I can finally save my stuff. So I was playing that. And then um, I was also playing some NASCAR Rumble, too. And, yeah, NASCAR Rumble. Dude, I forgot about that that game. game. That game, like, again, I wasn't – like, I was, like, really young when it first came out. But, like, I'm assuming NASCAR Rumble was a game that – wasn't really hyped up, but when it came out, people fell in 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 love with the game. Correct? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Like, yeah, absolutely. That's what I figured. Never played it. Randy, oh, what was your favorite video amazing. game of all time? Well, the only video y'all had video games, games back in the day. Yeah, the only video games I've ever played in my life were on an Atari, Damn. and uh, I preferred Pac-Man or Donkey Kong. Is it Pac-Man? And what year was this? They had Weird. Donkey Kong on Atari? Right, right about 1977, 78, somewhere around in there, you know. Oh, that's go. when y'all had Pong, too. Y'all got Pong for the first time, right? Pong, yeah. Pong was the yeah. Pong, <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of the, one of these days, eventually, in one of these NASCAR, as NASCAR keeps progressing, because I know Heat's going to get it together. They they just have to understand the concept of people want I, what iRacing, the product is, they want that on a console. And when they're able to to really do that, Heat's going to take off, and it's going to be – You know what? Uh, mm, I, I got to disagree with you there just a tad. Tell though. me like, why. I don't know. Personally, personally, like, I don't want, like, you know, like, racing level stuff on a console. Like, I don't know. I feel like, you know, the point of a console game, it's supposed to have, you know, yes, a sense of realism, but, you know, it, it is just – a video game you know iRacing is a simulator you know what I mean like I never want to call iRacing a video like you know obviously yes you know iRacing technically yes is a video game but I mean that thing is you know it's a, really not though I mean it's a simulation I, I I agree with you fully on that but what mm-hmm. I'm saying is more of the uh more of the customization because that's the big yes, thing. Yes. Okay. Heat. Yes. Yes. I totally agree. Yes. Yes. Customization, like you know, mods and like I don't know, like yes. also like different paint schemes, like. Um, for example, NASCAR 09, you know, on the uh, on the PS3, Xbox 360, you got to download paint schemes and stuff like like I want um, NASCAR to have the level of immersion that you would get playing my league in 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 NBA 2K20, you know, going yes. up, you know, like like a career mode, all that want to career mode, free agency, you know what I mean? Like driver swaps. And 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 the crazy thing about that is. On the same day NASCAR Heat Five releases, F1 2020 is uh, is um, is uh, releasing to the public, and you can do you know all the driver swaps. Even the Formula Two guys will um, will move up the ranks. Not just you. Uh, current F1 drivers retire, and those young guys fill their seats, and then you have guys switching. And this year, I think the moves will make more sense than than they did in the previous game. But my point is I want that level of immersion. I want that level yes. of immersion in a racing game that I would get playing, you know, Madden or, um, you know, like one of the current NBA 2K, uh, uh, 2K games right. at the moment. If I want to be Randy the Plumber as my driver and ride around the track, or if I want Randy, that's what we need to do. We need to get Heat exactly. teamed up. We need to get Heat teamed up with Randy to be doing the calls for these races. And then – we need to be able to make whatever kind of car we want, get the guy that started trading paints to just hook up with heat. And then we'll basically yes. just make it happen. So we just need to plug those things. We plug those two things together. Randy calling races, trading paints into heat, 
and then bam, it's over. He he wins. He wins. Yes, I, and 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 you know, Heat's very Sounds involved good. with the. They're very involved with the online community too. So like, yeah, yeah I've given props on that. It's just like I I I totally understand the frustration you know from you know just like you know um the community just like when are you know like like about the product like when is the product going to be better i have a gut and my 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 gut feeling is um come you know the ps5 era that's when i i would assume nascar gaming on the consoles would officially be back on those uh next gens hopefully yeah. The PS5 stuff looks amazing, by the way, that they have out right now. I'm I'm an Xbox guy, but I'm probably going to be moving to PlayStation. It, but I'm like, I've seen a I've seen a few clips of that of you know of uh, their graphics, and I'm like, oh my goodness, like this is yeah. this is off the charts. It's next. You know, level. hopefully NASCAR, hopefully NASCAR can finally arrive on those uh, consoles. I'm hoping so as well. Darian, before we go, one thing I had to talk about, and going back to the race, Jimmy Johnson, um, he finished the race second. And then he was disqualified for his win yep. because uh, the car uh, had some, some issues. So he went back. And during the race, you tweeted out that Jimmy Johnson has it in the bag. And there's this constant thing of going on of you, like we talked about, you jinxing these drivers. So do you think that it's more of NASCAR looking at your Twitter account and saying, okay, we've got to do something because Darian said so and, and, he, and Darian can't be right. So now we have to change things. If, if we live in a conspiracy world. And well, first of all, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how this whole thing got started. I just was, I wasn't trying to jinx anyone at first, but then when it started happening, I'm like, well, I might as well play along. And now I'm seven for seven. And I'm like, what? Like, this is crazy. Like I had um, um, one of my fans made a, a little two minute video about it last night on, on, on YouTube. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Like, like it's, uh, it's funny, it's man. But, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, I don't have to jinx anyone anymore. I hope not. Like I, you know, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see though. Oh um, no! Look, just, I feel, just I feel watch for Johnson though. I feel for Johnson, man. <laughs> I feel <laughs> you, for him. You've got to watch my. Uh, you got to start watching my my NASCAR DFS picks. And any guy that I talk about, do not tweet about them. Okay? Can you promise <laughs> me that? <laughs> I, I mean. I, all right, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, okay. I won't promise nothing, though. We'll yeah, see. I'll we'll give you picks. Talk. I'll give you picks. We can make some money. Just don't tweet about them. That's all I ask. Well, no, I play fantasy, too. It's all good. Not for money, but I play fantasy. So, like, I, I always hope for the best for, you know, the guys I pick. What's funny is, though, my mom kicks my ass in fantasy, though. Oh, like, no. last year. No, last year she finished. Um, We had 100 people in, in our league, which is the max on NASCAR.com. Uh, she finished, like, 10th. I finished like 25th and now so far this year, she's currently six and I'm like 26. So oh, what does that tell you? Yeah. She's way better than I, than I ever. Thought we, we, I need to talk to your mom and get her, her insight week to week. So that way we can just, Oh keep, yeah. No, keep probably. crushing on, like uh, that. she'll probably on, like that actually. <laughs> we're going to have to keep crushing over on DraftKings and FanDuel. So Darian's mom has all the, she's the Oracle of fantasy NASCAR. We'll, we'll mark really that down. <laughs> well, dude, Darian, it's been a pleasure, man. Thanks so much for being on. Uh, where can all of uh, our listeners follow you at? Oh yeah. really appreciate it, dude. So yeah, y'all can follow me on YouTube at black lives matter. And then on Twitter and Instagram, it's weird. I can't add the S, so there is so it's just Black Flag Matter. So it's kind of weird, matter. but I mean, yeah, just Black Flag. It sounds matter, like flag, what the Black Flag's made out of. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's the matter. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, he's getting so. he's going all the way from the beginning of this shit. Darian's way, getting scientific. Way. He's yeah. a scientist. Yeah, way, way scientific. Yeah. Darian Gill, Na- NASCAR <laughs> scientist. That's that's what he is. He's a mad but, uh, scientist. But uh, y'all can follow me on there. And then I'm trying to get on the IndyCar side of things. So go subscribe to IndyCars Matter. Like I've been kind of lazy over on that channel, but like to be honest, I've been watching some older races, trying to get a feel for, you know, more, you know, get a better feel for the sport because I just don't want to talk, you know, out of my ass there about IndyCar because, you know, because, you know, hence the channel name, IndyCars matter too. And, you know, they get a ton of disrespect in my opinion. IndyCars matter. Yeah. So, you know, go sub to that channel and yeah, really appreciate the support and hopefully I don't jinx your driver. I hope. Yeah. I'm going to keep close tabs with you. So I'm going to make sure I'm like, hey, yeah. here's, here's the list. <laughs> yeah, we got Joker was all up on Ricky Stenhouse Jr. yesterday. Oh, yeah, that was, that was my worst oh, call. He was all oh. up on Ricky Stenhouse he has, Jr. I was, okay, I was all I, up on Austin Dillon, though, so I didn't do too yeah, well. Yeah, Dillon, Dillon ran good. He ran good yesterday. In the beginning, and he fine. fell back. But, dude, Reddy, dude Dillon's, Dillon's going to have to – find a way to light a fire under his own ass because Reddick No, no, I'll tell you I'll tell you what needs to happen. He needs to uh to to go. He needs to leave the 3 immediately and uh put in Hemrick in that 3. I would love to see Daniel Hemrick in a second chance. Daniel Hemrick won rookie of the year. Daniel Hemrick won rookie of the year last year. People forget about yeah, that. Like he really I know did. the rookie class was weak, but he's still a Cup Series rookie of the year, you know. And he also scored like what? Like four five top 10s and I bet you, I guarantee that the uh, the car the car Tyler Reddick is running right now, Daniel Hemrick for sure did not have that same car last year. That is def- uh, definitely I disagree. A much different team over there. And before, it's the same team. I know. Yeah. So it is the same team. Uh, well, no, no, it's a different team. But what I'll say is mm. just like with Reddick himself, like Reddick, I do think Reddick's a better driver than Hendrick. I mean, than Hemrick. Um, I think that in just a quick thought is just, I, I would rather see Reddit go to the three and Hemrick get a second chance in the eight. And I think, I, I don't think know. That, I feel like, um, I don't know. I like to see the opposite. That's just me though. Austin Obviously. Dillon ain't going nowhere house. I mean, it's the truth. Yeah. We, we basically. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yes. That's this the is, truth. Basically Austin Dillon basically gets to stay in that car as long as he wants. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it, look, it's, it's not right to me, but I mean, Hey, look, it's, Nepotism exists. You have the money. Get over it. (laughs) Dylan was the only person that could bring that number three back. He's the only person that can run that number three. And Mm -hmm. and half an NASCAR fans not get completely offended about it because Austin Dylan was directly connected to Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. Yeah. That that is the thing of keeping that going. You can't put anybody else in that number three. You just can't do it. Not at this. And change the number. Change the number for Austin. Back to twenty-one. You change the number to one hundred and twenty-seven if they wanted to, but it still wouldn't make no damn sense. Yeah, I'd like. I'd like to see the twenty-nine return for sure. Like if if Austin leaves out, because I I think they should retire the number. If if oh yeah, the Wood Brothers. The Wood Brothers are the twenty-one. What am I talking about? Yeah, Yeah, the twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. Of course, yeah, Never retire a number. That's what NASCAR claimed. Well, maybe, maybe things will change. We'll see. But, uh, we'll see. but yeah, if anybody has any questions, you guys know where to hit me up. You can follow me everywhere on every social media platform at Garage Guy Chase. Uh, you know where to follow Randy. It's at Randy the Plumb. And then instead of the R, it's a three. So remember yeah. that. <laughs> Keep that. We're, we're going to have to talk to Twitter about getting that. Randy we're the gonna find, com too. 
and uh, yeah, my website there. Buy the gear from RandyThePlumber.com. Get all you find merchandise, the official Randy the Plumber shit. Is Randy, Randy verified yet? No, no, he's not, not but he's getting there. I mean, dude, he's already okay. gained. That video he did with Elliot and Kyle got him. He went from having around 4,000 to, what, over 7,000 in a day? Yeah. Oh, my so. goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, you're yeah. well on your way. I he's, stepped in it, exploding. and a lot of people smelt it. We, he's already he's already got the lay of the land over on TikTok, so now he's just he's oh yeah, the that's Twitterverse. His, that's his baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's I told a lot there. of people something and they listened. They did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying somebody tweeted to me last night. They said you misspelled Jimmy Johnson. I said I ain't got no time for no damn spelling. I'm trying to tell you something. Yeah, <laughs> he's got exactly. shit to say. That's what told me. I got shit to say. Yeah. There it is. We had to get we had to get it in. But guys, thanks so much for listening. Again, make sure you follow Darian, uh, Black Flags Matter, and Indie Cars Matter on YouTube, and uh, follow Randy and follow myself. So as always, sports party, repeat. And how does a horse say "oh shit" before we go? <laughs> how how does a horse say "oh shit"? He goes "oh shit." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck, I love you, Randy. It's the garage, guys. 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 It's the garage, guys.